Blog Talk Radio. Just thank you, man. And, and 
definitely, definitely. Thank hey, well, well, shout out to the family. He, he named no names, but he y'all, y'all know who he talking about. Got a, got a name. Listen, hey, look, they know who they is. <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> hey, 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 man, I, I I would shout out because I'm on location tonight. I would shout out, <laughs> but I can't shout out the place because they ain't want to give me the sponsorship. So hey, I can't call their name, but I'm on location tonight. I'm on the road, y'all. Well. Yeah. Let's dive into this topic tonight, uh, brother Mike. How did you come to your salvation? You know, you know that that that's the proper term. That's the proper term for saying how did you get saved? <laughs> right. Well, basically for me, my experience was you know I was I was named you know in the church. You know I was raised in the church at a young age. You know my mother uh, basically as as young as I could remember stuck a Bible in my hand and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, always, you know, reading the Bible and kind of in the Word and stuff like that. And so it kind of at an early age, it started mm-hmm. like that. And then just being in the church. And I remember being like at a young age, around maybe about 12, where I, uh, you know, we came to the altar and, and, you know, called on the name of Jesus and I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. But um, it's basically the experience. I didn't really get more into it till um, in more of my later years, you know closer to when I was 30, okay. then that's when yeah. to kind of get, you know, uh, my salvation started to walk, work it out, you know, started to walk it out. Definitely. Let me, let me, let me deviate for a minute. You, you were raised in the church. Yes. Yeah. Raised in the church. Yeah. Do, do you, do you think it's more difficult for, uh, people who are raised in the church as far as salvation goes, you know, because we all have to accept Jesus Christ do you think it's a little right. bit more difficult for people who are raised in the church? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think mm-hmm. one of the main reasons it's more difficult for people in the church because you already have uh, preconceived notions or ideas about, uh, you know, salvation or about religion, you, you know. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, that's, your conduct, your, your conduct is, it's an expectation, you know. You're just expected to be perfect all, already. In a sense, right? Or right. you know, you you're held to a higher standard simply because you're already in the church, or your parents were saved. And, in okay, the church, I, I got or, you, man. Or, or, mm-hmm. or even this one apostle, you 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 know how to do church. You know, you know how to you okay. know how to shout on cue. You know how to drop the money in the basket. You know how to show up. You you got church. So then, when you know, when it comes time for a real walk with God, sometimes it's hard for people to pivot away. Like maybe if the Spirit of God is leading them to a different church. Because they've been going to the same church that their mama and their mama's mama has gone to, it's hard for them, you know, to 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 walk it mm-hmm. out, you know, and deviate and separate from the tradition. And I think that's a struggle for a lot of people mm-hmm. who've been raised in the church, definitely. Man, that's powerful, man. Man, I, I, see, I need your mom. I need your mama over here now, so she can say, so she can add her <laughs> her, her bit in here, you know. You All know, right. You know, you know what mama Let's said. Hear what mama has to say on the subject. <laughs> you know, you got you got to hear what Mama got to say. But okay, man, that's powerful. Thank you for that. Uh, what what is salvation, and uh, has the meaning changed? Well, the biblical meaning hasn't changed, but I think mm-hmm. people's interpretation of salvation has definitely changed. You know, I I, I hear people mm-hmm. say, you know, um, you know, once saved, you know, always saved. Um, I hear some people saying, uh, you get your salvation. Lose it, you get it back, you know. But in my opinion, just based on my study of the word, you know, I believe the misunderstanding is people view salvation as a one-time event. They don't okay. see it as a continuous thing, you know. I, I think salvation mm-hmm. is not just the one time when you confess, you know, in Romans, I believe it's ten nine, where it says you confess mm-hmm. with your mouth mm-hmm. Jesus Lord and believe in your heart that He raised from the dead right. and you'll be saved. I believe there's mm-hmm. an initial mm-hmm. part. But then I think there's a continual process, and the way I would break it down, I would say that if if I could break it down, it would be in three tenses, which is the justification. That's past tense, you know, which is mm-hmm. when you deliver from the penalty of sin. That's the one-time event. Okay. But then I believe there's a middle process with sanctification, which is present tense, and that's where you deliver mm-hmm. from the power of sin. That's still part of salvation. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the end part of it, the end part, which is glorification, which is future tense, which is deliverance from the presence of sin. 
you know, when you take on your new body. But I believe the process we are now, when, once you get saved, is sanctification. That's still part of your process, mm-hmm. working out mm-hmm. your salvation, I believe it says, you know, with fear and trembling. So that's a, that's a part mm-hmm. that's important. And I think people, you know, I think they think you get saved and then you slide on a banana peel to glory, but it's a process that you got to go through. <laughs> you know, so, brother, so I think that's brother, brother, you, you, brother, you're talking because, um, you know, I, I I love the salvation. I love the uh, the words you use, the terminology. You know, because that there's the born again. That you know, when you get saved, that there's the one, the accepting Jesus, as you were saying, accepting Christ, the born again experience, and then the deliverance. But then, and as you said, it's a continual process. Because right. I, I think back, I think back personally myself when they say, uh, "Well, Jesus saved me from a burning hell." Well, yes, he did. <laughs> right, right. But he, but it, right. but he also saved me from a enclosed jail cell. You know, because right. I know I ran right. into the church and I stayed there because I know where I was headed. Right. So salvation right. has to do with more than just God saving us uh, through our religious. How do you say it in uh, in my Baptist brothers? The Christian experience. It was more than just right. the Christian experience. But then there's when. You get saved from things seen and unseen, you know. Right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. And then, and, and, and then, the, then what I go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead uh, sir. I was saying what you were saying. What you were saying, it got me to thinking about it. That a lot of people know what they say from, but they don't know what they say for. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that again. That was good what I just said. <laughs> a lot of people know what they say from. But they don't know what they saved for. They know they saved from a burning hell and stuff, but they don't understand the purpose of God. It's like the Israelites. He brought them mm-hmm. out of Egypt. He brought them out of bondage. But he didn't deliver them and say, run free. He saved them, he said, to make them a kingdom of priests unto him so that he would be their God and that they would be his people. So he saved them for a purpose. And I, I think a lot of people are not aware of the purpose they saved for. They know they saved like a get-out-of-hell ticket. You know, but they don't know that mm-hmm. it's a purpose mm-hmm. I'm saying. God wants me to be a priest unto him. And so that's the process right. of when we're in the wilderness where he's pre- preparing us to enter into the promise. Definitely. Man, man, you said the priesthood of the believer. Man, you're talking some good stuff. I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to keep on going. Um, what what about a new definition of salvation? Do you, do you feel like, because we got a lot of, you know, well, you know, when I was coming up in my, uh, as a babe, what we had, we had the King James, which was the dominant. We had the NIV, a few NASB, a few other versions. But now we have so <laughs> right. many different versions, man. We got different. Right. We got a whole lot of versions, a whole lot of uh, right. translations. So right. in, in the midst, you know, it was, it's a movie was called Lost in Translation. Right. And, and you know, sometimes <laughs> certain words when you when you're converting languages, certain words in one language do not exist in another language. So that's linguistics and somatic. So you have to paraphrase that. But sometimes, even now in our culture, salvation is somewhat being undermined because of the re the defining and the redefining. Do do you see that as a do you see that as an obstacle here today? Oh, absolutely. That's that's probably the I would say that's the predominant issue, the the um the translation I always say this, we don't get to define the terms. God defines the Uh terms. So we have to discover what the terms are as they are defined. You know, God says this is sin. I can't recreate the definition. I have to find out, well, what is his definition of of sin? And then Uh come in agreement with that. And I think what's happening is people trying to redefine things, trying to call sweet what God has called sour, you know, and trying mm-hmm. to call light what God is called dark, we can't. We got to agree to the terms, and so I think it's important to get to the root of what is what is salvation. And so I know one of the Amen. things when I, I was studying the word salvation, mm-hmm. like you just mentioned earlier, Apostle, the the, the word sometimes like for the English word for praise, I think it's like seven words in Hebrew. It's like Shabbat mm-hmm. praise. And, Mm-hmm. Come here, and, Yada. Yeah, yeah. Come on, boy. You talking my language, man? You better go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's, di- it's different types of praise. So the English is just one word, but you might be lifting your hands in one or or, or dancing clamorously. So it's it's you have to go back to the original translation, you know, in the Hebrew for the Old Testament, 
Go ahead, boy. You talking? You talking? Definitely. Man. You got, definitely. You got, you got so, so when I studio study, I, say, I say, I say, what is this salvation? I say, say, what? The, how does the? Is it defined in the Greek when it's mentioned? And and and, and then look, it says rescue uh, from destruction over the safety. You know, it's deliverance. My God, uh, my, my God, hey, my my hold hold that for a minute, man. We gotta quit. We gotta jump the break for a minute. They gotta do some, do some do a commercial right quick, man. But you, hey, put a pin and we'll be right there, brother. Y'all got the studio lit up tonight. Thank you for all our guests that are calling in tonight. Listen, we gotta go to a quick commercial. We'll be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. All right. Hey, and we're, we're back. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon, and you're tuned in to Strength from the Lions Den. We're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Win Radio. I'm partnering with a good team of people that just want us to win. Hey, I want to thank everyone who's listening tonight. You're the reason why we're here. We thank you so much. Uh, tonight, I'm with Minister Mike Wilson. We're talking about what is salvation. Brother, before we went to the break, he, he was rolling, man. He was rolling. I hate that. They kept talking in my ear saying, you got to cut. You got to cut. So, but man, let, let, let's pick that back up. Um, we was talking about that. Let, let, let's keep rolling. Uh, let's talk about the God's plan for salvation. You, you, I like how you said people know, they know that they're saved, but they don't know what they're saved for. They know what they're right. saved from, but they don't know what they're saved for. How do, how do we right. miss that? The plan, the plan for salvation. Uh, because we, we, we know the starting point, but we don't we don't know the ending point, you know. And I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of it has been, uh, if I dare say this, contaminated uh, by tradition. You know, uh, I know like um, during slavery times, you know, their, their whole thing was the sweet by and by, you know, going on the, on the glory and, and going on with Jesus. But that was what was going on during that time. But I, I think people not fully understanding that the purpose of the salvation, again, to save us to be a priest unto God. I think it's one verse, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, in Colossians, where he says he brought us out of the darkness into the marvelous light. The proclaim Man, the praise. come on now. You know, so so, so now. He, he transferred us from kingdoms. We was in darkness, but it's a transferred mm-hmm. us into the kingdom of his son. So it was for a purpose. And he right. proclaimed the praises. And that's why I say we're a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a, a peculiar people. We we've been set aside mm-hmm. for a purpose, and we the church has to ask itself a question: Are we operating in a purpose that we were set aside for? Or are we just doing our own thing? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good, man. That, that's a good that's a good thing to look at. Sometimes a lot a lot of people uh, a lot of people uh, are not in the church like they once were or like a long time ago. A lot of people are not as connected to the church, but yet still claim the body of Christ. And I'm not saying that's illegal, but at the same time, that there is a, a gap there. There is something missing there when you're not connected to a local body. You see what I'm saying? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. And like you say, the the thing that people, you know, I hear people say, well, um, I have my own personal relationship with God and I serve him how I want. That, I, I hear what you're saying, but... The, the Bible said he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting and for the perfecting of the saints. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. So that we so can so do the work of the ministry. Man, come on now. That's right. That's right. So it's, it's necessary. So God, he didn't say do it in your own way. He said, I'm going to put people in place. And if you submit to them, it's going to be for your edification. It's going to be for your benefit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be to your health. And that's the thing. People are not submitting to the people that God has put in place. You know, they're trying to do it in their own way. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. God has an order. You know, so I think when people submit to their order, they, they get the full benefit, like you say, of a, of the corporate body being as one. And I think that's one of the things the enemy fight against, you know, uh, keeping people divided mm-hmm. and not to the rule of God. Definitely. Exactly, man, because that's one thing God does. Set. He definitely established order. And then he told us to do things in decency and in order. Right. And so that's right. That, that's, that's a powerful proclamation. Uh, I, I want right. to ask you, are we justified by faith or by works? Well, how would you... Uh, uh, how would you go with that? That those two doctrines, you know, it's one in Romans and it's one in James. So, are we justified by faith, or are we? Do you think we're justified by our works? Yeah, I think I think for me, you know, they say they say uh, faith without uh, works is dead, but mm-hmm. I would go the other way too and say works without faith is dead too. <laughs> and, and the reason well, I say so that, you say that. He, he, he says he's purged you from, from dead works. The Bible called the works mm-hmm. dead to serve a living God. So you can be operating mm-hmm. in works with no faith and is ineffective, which a lot of people just working. Mm-hmm. I think the foundation is not works. I think it's faith. You know, that that, that mm-hmm. is the foundation. Uh, I think what people sometimes get so deep, they miss the foundational, fundamental truth of the Bible, which says without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what my that's, that's what right. my Bible says. Is that what your Bible says? That's right. Yeah. It, that's, and that's and it goes Bible. on to say, it, it goes on. Some people have pulled that page out of the Bible, but mine goes on to say, for he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. rewarder. It didn't say he was a curser. It didn't say he was a, a killer, but he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Wait, And then right. he said, that's seek right. him. Then he went on to say, seek ye first. The kingdom of that's God, right. and so, right. and that—that's where we have to find ourselves. Am I seeking first the kingdom of God? That's what I have to ask right. myself when I'm making decisions, when I'm doing that's things. Right. Am I seeking first the kingdom of God, or as you were saying, that's am I seeking my own way? Am I seeking my goes. own glorification? Am I seeking something that's going to benefit my own flesh? You see what there I'm saying? Go. There you go. But, there you go. But in the like, same sense, if mm-hmm. I seek God first, and He said, "Yeah, John, this is for you." Then I got the right. green light. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. There you go. go ahead. No, you 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 hitting it right on the head. You taking words right out of my mouth because, like you say, if you submit it to to God, that's faith. You know, you can do works outside of faith. And in the prime example mm-hmm. I can think of is the Pharisees. Who who could outwork the Pharisees? They tied to their garden seeds. You know, they they fasted mm-hmm. two times a week. They brought their phylacteries. They were oh my gosh, you could not work them. But the Bible they had say, extraordinary work. A prime example. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It just came to me when the two men came to the temple to pray. One was a tax collector, and the other one was a Pharisee. And the Pharisee say, "I thank you, Lord, that I I'm not like a, a, a extortioners. I'm not like adulterers, the unjust, even this tax mm-hmm. collector back here. He say I fast twice a week, and I and I time and I do all these things. And then it said the tax collector." prayed and, and wouldn't even lift up his head and he smote his chest. He said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And then he said, mm-hmm. I tell you now, the latter walked away justified, 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 rather than the other one. Because he said, whoever exalted himself will be abased, and whoever humbled himself mm-hmm. will be exalted. So the thing is, when you exalt yourself in work, in self-righteousness and what you do, then you're not justified. That's what the Bible says. Because justification mm-hmm. can only come by faith. It's only it's and that's the thing you have to just believe it. It's no it's no working it. You can climb up eight mountains. You can do uh, forty day fast, but if it's not by faith, it's, it's ineffective and it and profit is nothing. The Bible says in Isaiah, all not some, not a couple, but all of our righteousness is is, is filthy rags. So so that's, that's right. the thing we have to get understand. There's nothing I can do outside of believing what. The, what Jesus has done that'll justify me in the eyes of God. I can't work this thing. I have to just believe it, and that's it. I, that's the song. I, I, 
I like where you at with that justifying thing because sometimes we will try to justify ourselves, uh, not just before God, but sometimes before people. But and, and we do that not knowing the not knowing the Bible said um who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It Come is on. God that called you. It is God that chose you. It, 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 you know, because I, I was thinking the other day, I said, Lord, if I was up on the cross, I'm not too sure if I would have fulfilled the task because right. some folks rubbed me the wrong way the other day, and uh, <laughs> I might have I kind of uh, took myself down, you know. And right, I hate right. to say, I said, well, God, I, I, I ain't alone on this. I'm sure some other people said, who would just straight up say, I ain't dying for nobody. Well, I wouldn't die for <laughs> So we have to look at the fact that it is Jesus who died for us. People have not died for us. They've not given them lives, their lives for us. And some right. people don't even support. Some, some people don't even support <laughs> you, but yet you find yourself trying to defend your honor, trying to defend your name, your reputation, your character right. before people when, like you said, right. if you humble yourself before God, that's right. where that's it, it begins. You gotta, when you, you know, I tell everybody, when you mess up, don't run from God, run to God. That way Amen. he can testify you. David said, enlarge my, enlarge, I would have failed, I would have fainted if it had not right. been for the Lord. He said, he enlarged my foot, he enlarged my steps. Yeah, and then another place, he said, when yeah, my yeah. enemies came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled yeah. and fell. They didn't stumble yeah. and fall because I was so good. They didn't stumble and fall because I did everything right. They stumbled and fell because God covers me, because love covers a multitude of sins. And I'm just saying this because not not that we have excuses to just do wrong, but understanding that his grace, his mercy, and he is the justifier, and he is a righteous. Man, look what you done did. You got me talking. I'm supposed to be interviewing you. Come on, Mike. Get in here, man. (laughs) Amen. Hey, it is him, it is him. Hey, that's right. Which brings me to another uh, question here. Uh, I heard one brother was posting today about believers being possessed by devils. You know, so but before before you before you touch that, before you touch, that, I want to ask: you, Can a believer lose his salvation? <laughs> mm, that that's that's deep. That's a deep question. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's gonna be some listeners that disagree with me, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no, and uh, but this one I'm, I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. why. Again, mm-hmm. I have to go. I have to use Bible to interpret Bible. I can't go outside. I can't go by man's opinion. That's I can't it. go by tradition. I can't go by the Bible. To me, that's right. When I saw the children of Israel, the children of Israel when they were brought out of Egypt, that was salvation. They were brought out of Egypt. None of the children of Israel never went back to Egypt. But let me finish. I don't think you can lose your salvation. I do feel you can not complete your salvation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And let me let me explain that. Mm-hmm. Everybody who came out of uh, Egypt, everybody came out of Egypt. Nobody went back. But not everybody went into the promised land. I'm, I'm uh, going to say that again. Yeah. Everybody came out of Egypt. Nobody went back to Egypt. Nobody went back to Egypt. But not everybody went into the promised land. The intent and purpose of God was to bring them into the promise. Everybody didn't go into the mm-hmm. promise. So that showed me that even mm-hmm. though you can be delivered and saved from Egypt, you cannot complete your process of salvation and go into the fullness of it, you know. And that's mm-hmm. why I think when Paul says many among you sleep, you know, and sick and things like that, they're not coming to the fullness of, of their salvation, you know. Some people do not allow themselves to come under the rules of the spirit, and so that I believe your time can be cut short, you know, here on the earth. Like mm-hmm. God might have a plan to have you here for a long time, because of maybe stubbornness or maybe because of disobedience, then I say you're not going to enter into my rest. You're not going to come into the fullness of it. So I don't. I don't believe those mm-hmm. believers. I don't believe they go to hell, but I, I don't believe they complete the fullness of their salvation. If that makes sense, uh, you you follow me on that? Yeah, brother. I'm 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 right here. I'm here right. I'm right there with you on that because uh, one one thing the Bible said it said the uh, the nation shall be turned. Into hell, wait a minute. The, right. the wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. So, right. you don't, you don't, you don't lose your salvation, but some people lose their relationship with God, or they let Absolutely. go their relationship right. with God, and and right. that that's that's the, what it's talking about apostasy. 
Well, we walk that's, away from yeah. God. You that's know, it, there are it. people who don't. They 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 backslide and just keep going. You keep going. Right. You walk away. And, and the Bible says they love they love the pleasures of the they love the pleasures of sin or the pleasures of the world more than they love God. That's right. And I will, and and, mm-hmm. and on to that, I think that some people who do that, I think it says that if they um some of those people might not even have been saved. You know, maybe they gave a mental assent. You know. To salvation, you know they believed it. Man, so oh, wait a minute. What, what did you just say? What? Wait. Hey. What did you just say? Mental assent. I sure did. I sure did. Mental assent. Say, say they, that again. Say that again. They, they gave mental assent to it. They they read it. They believe it in their mind, but they don't receive it in their heart. So they. I, I don't Man. know people would say. <laughs> But yeah. but we gotta go to break. When we when we come back, we're gonna pick right there up there with that mental ascension. I wanna hit on that on top of it. Hey, y'all hold on, we'll be right back. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go bravely in your own direction. Even if others walk away, you tread your own path. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what path to take. Only you know your courage, your strength, your heart. Everyone has the heart of the lion inside of them. Let it out. Let it scream out of you. Like the lion, unleash the beast in you. All right, and we are back. I'm Apostle John L. Collins, and you are tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. We're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Win Radio. Shout out to uh, our, our CEO, BJ Lloyd Bell, and our COO, Annie Bell. They're some good people. Y'all keep working hard. We're going to keep doing what we do. I'm here tonight with Minister Mike Wilson. Mike, before the break, we talked about mental ascension. Right. Right. Definitely, that, yeah. That's something I, I haven't heard anyone say that term in a long time. When Because me and my apostles, our apostles used to talk about mentally ascending, where people mm-hmm. – it may not – there are some things we mental in ascending to, mm-hmm. maybe initially, but at some point, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're, it has to – your spirit may correct. Either you have it mentally or you, you, don't, you, are, you have it in your mindset, but right. it haven't, re, hasn't really obtained it in your spirit yet. Right. You That's know? right. That's right. Yeah, so, you're right. So it's, it's a merely – um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Apostle. I'm sorry. Okay, well, it's merely it's a mental thing. So while you while you heard it, you may have understood mm-hmm. it a little bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it didn't get, it didn't get in your spirit to where you can walk that thing out. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think a lot of people that and and you know uh, kind of talked about this before that you know when you talk about we talk about the soul you know which is your mind and emotions mm-hmm. and your will. Your mind, emotions, mm-hmm. and will. The, the, the will is the part of you that is saying Romans that reside in your heart. That's the part that makes decisions. So you have people who um, they come to church, they love the Lord in their mind. You know, they they love thinking about it. They approve of what's said. They confirm it's right. They then they you have people that love God in their emotions. That's the next thing. Love in their emotions. They 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 cry when they come to church. They spread here and cry. But the last mm-hmm. step, mm-hmm. which is the will which is the part of you to make decisions, they don't make a decision for the Lord. And so that's the part where true salvation is when you make a decision for the Lord. Like when Jesus said, 
I don't want to do this, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Boy. And that's when you get to the point of salvation when it's like, it's not my will. It's not about me. Whatever your will and purpose is for my life, I submit to that, whatever that is. You see, so that's that's what I believe is completing salvation. But you can have a mental, you can believe it in your mind. It can make you feel good. But until your mm-hmm. will is submitted, then you, you haven't completed the process of salvation. And I think that's a lot of people that are submitted in your will. You know what? That's that's so powerful because when you talk about the will, the volition, the mm-hmm. power to choose what mm-hmm. direction you're going to take, me and me and somebody was talking about the difference between young young love and old love. Young love <laughs> has a tendency to be emotional, whereas right. old love is based on a choice. I I, don't, right. I may right. not I may not feel like this, but because right. I love, I make a choice. So my 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 that's right. My love is not based on how I feel. I may not feel good, but I may not feel good. So if my if I don't feel good and I don't do it, then my love is based on my feelings. But if I say yeah, I go, love and I'm and my and I make a choice to operate, it's not based on whether I feel good or whether I feel bad. I choose to do a thing because that's I love. Right. That's and right. and that and that's that need... that's that real love. That's that real yeah, love. That's, that's that agape love. love. That's that that strong love, man. Come on. That's exactly what that is. That's like you say. That is that is love in its truest form. Because love, you know, when you hear John three sixteen, for God so loved that He did what? That He gave His only begotten Son. Mm-hmm. So, but the mm-hmm. thing is, mm-hmm. is He gave it when we were dead in our trespasses and sins. So He made a he, choice. He, to ga- do that. he, he gave it when we were betraying Him. He was gay. He gave it when we was unlovable. See, right, and, right. and that's when you know your love is real. When you can love unlovable people, it ain't because you right. feel all goosey goosey and you got warm fuzzies about them. It's you making a right. choice. You know, come on, that's man. Right. Boy, that's look, right. Look, look where you don't click me at. My producers flipping. They're like, hey, hey, stick to the script, man. I can't stick to no <laughs> script. They know better than that by now. So <laughs> that that was powerful. And when somebody was somebody was talking about. Uh, these Christians got devils. Uh, I was like, you telling me that somebody can be full of the Holy Ghost and then be possessed by a devil? That's no, a weak uh, Holy Ghost. I, I'm like, that's a very weak Holy Ghost if a devil can just come in and possess you and you feel with the power, you feel with the finger of God. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that teaching myself, you know. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I will add this to it though, and actually, my my, my mother, Faye Richards, she used to say this. Uh, say uh, you got the Holy Ghost, but uh, do the Holy Ghost got you? <laughs> and I, and it, used to, it, it used to make me think that there are people who have the Spirit of God, but they're not submitted to the rule of the Spirit. And so, mm-hmm. if you're not submitted to the rule of the Spirit, then you are subject to another type of rule, which is the impulse of your flesh. Or the rule of your flesh, mm-hmm. you know, or the, mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. urge of your flesh. But if you submit it to the spirit, mm-hmm. then they say sin won't have dominion over you. It won't have rule because I'm submitted to the spirit. I don't do what I want. You hey. know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm allowing myself right. to be governed. Yeah. Now let me back that. Let me back that up because I used to, I was always preaching. To, he said sin shall not have dominion over you. He didn't say That's sin right. won't be there. He didn't say it right. won't be That's there. The he said, but it won't have dominion. You got to understand, right. it's going to be there always as long that's as right. you're in these fleshly death dooms, right. what we call them dirt suits. As long as you're <laughs> in them, sin's going to be there. But you can't walk around talking about, I can't help it. No, you can't help it. On, you just gave on. into it. Come on now. That, Let's be real. I can't, I can't help it. Them jelly donuts just got good to me, and I kept eating, eating, and then the whole box was gone, and I said, I, I couldn't help it. I, yeah, you sure. could have helped it. You just That's gave right. it to it. Come on, man. Bro, That's you right. better go ahead. That's right. <laughs> but you did it right uh, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk about it, brother. No, no. I was just saying you hit it right on the head. I think that's the thing that people and um don't understand about the rule of God. You have to submit to the mm-hmm. rule. If you submit to the rule of God, then these things won't have dominion. Because why? Because the Lord is has dominion. The Lord has dominion over your mind. The Lord mm-hmm. has dominion mm-hmm. over your heart. The Lord has dominion over your body. The Lord has dominion over your money. So if the Lord got dominion over your money, then you don't have the rule over it. So whatever the Lord say, say, hey, give that there, you give it. Because it's his and not yours. But when you're 
committed rule, then it's like, hey, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And really it's not you because, like you said, when you not submitted to the Lord, it's a, you then you the enemy. You submit it to your flesh, and your flesh gonna do what it wanna do. So, hey, I can hear some of my listeners saying, "Yeah, the spirit is willing, but the flesh, the flesh is so weak." <laughs> well, we we know how that goes. Listen, bro, I, I want to know. Somebody, the question was, if the gospel is the good news, it's not a if. First of all, it's not a if the gospel. The gospel really is the good news. Absolutely. But why does the church deal with? So much bad news and division. Why do we deal with so much bad news and division when we have so much good news to offer? I, I, that's that's a, that's a great question, and I think one of the main things we don't know what the gospel is. We we have no idea what the gospel mm-hmm. is. You know, I think again I go back to what is what does it say the gospel is in the, in the Greek? It says gospel. Is uh, is means glad tidings or, or, or good news. Mm-hmm. So what is what is the good news? It say the gospel of the kingdom of God, you know, which is the mm-hmm. rule of God. So the, so mm-hmm. when that is, I think it's a verse say the spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. He has anointed me. Come on, man. To preach the gospel uh-huh. to the poor and 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 and, uh-huh. and to heal the brokenhearted and and, and delivery mm-hmm. of the captives and in the, the opening of Titus yeah. line. That's good news. Come on, we yeah, said set the captives free. Line. Come on, Come that's on. right. To set the captives free. That's, that's right. That if you captive, you don't have to stay captive. If you bound, you don't have to stay bound. If you blind, your eyes can be open. If you lame, you can walk. I'm talking about spiritually walk, you know. If you if you spiritually can't mm-hmm. see, your eyes can be open. That's good news. That I don't have to stay blind. That I don't have to stay bound by addictions. That I don't have to be bound mm-hmm. by perversion. Mm-hmm. That I can be free from this thing. That's good news, and that's what's not being preached. That when you mm-hmm. come into the kingdom of God, the good news is you can be set free, and say, "Who the Son set free is free indeed." That's the good news: freedom mm-hmm. and liberty in in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's powerful. You, you and, and that same it talks about the in the same. Uh, scripture talk about the acceptable year of the Lord. Yeah, the acceptable yeah. <laughs> year of the Lord. But then in another yeah, place yeah. it said a day of wrath. A yeah. day of wrath. Yeah. Then an acceptable mm-hmm. year. And what mm-hmm. what's happening though is so many preachers preaching about that day of wrath that they built Come ministries on. around one day of wrath. Come on. But what about the acceptable year? You got a whole yeah, year yeah, yeah, and God yeah, is trying yeah. to accept you. If we were looking yeah. on the Bulgarian calendar, 364 days that God wants to accept you, but then there's a day of wrath. But all these preachers is harping on the day of wrath. And, and you know what? At my uh, the first church I went to, uh, Elder Michel, <laughs> the Church of God, Holiness. Man, I'm gonna tell you, it was so powerful. This one of the mothers, she thought this preacher would get up and preach. She would say, "Lord, lead him." He would be preaching. She said, "Lord, lead him." And you know, it got so good. I I said it one day. I said, "Lord, lead him." Then I said, wait a minute, I, I went back on my word. I don't like to say stuff. I don't know what it means or what that other right. person means. So I went to us. I said, Mama Jackson, what you mean when you say you're telling the Lord to lead him? She said, she said, baby, I need the Lord to lead him because I can't stand when he preached. I want the Lord to lead him to his seat. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> you know. So, and when, I, when somebody preached, I heard somebody say, Lord, lead him. I said, uh-oh, uh-oh, what, what's happening? <laughs> But but what I'm saying is sometimes some preachers are preaching good news. And I ain't saying oh, it got to be stuff to tickle our flesh or twist our right. ears. I'm talking about right. saying sometimes the good news is not easy to swallow. The good news sometimes right. is that you're wrong and you need to That's change. Right. You That's see right. what I'm saying? That's right. And Absolutely. it may not feel good to your flesh, but when that, but later on when you make the decision to say, they're right, I need to change, I need to get it yep. my life together. And when you make that change and you look back and you say, somebody brought me some good news one day that That's changed right. my life forever, you know? That's right, right. That, you're right about that. And I think that's the thing mm-hmm. that, like you say, good news, when you tell, again, we don't get to define the terms, the, the, the God defines the terms. So like you say, when mm-hmm. we're preaching the gospel, you know, they're saying, this is what it is. What, again, defining the terms, what you in is sin, Okay. That's not okay. You are bound, you know. Mm-hmm. Identify what it is. Mm-hmm. You are bound. We can't, like I said before, we can't call sweet sour, oh, it's not that bad, or, you know, we politically correct now. But, no, that's sin. 
but you don't have to stay in it. You can come out of it. Mm-hmm. You're in darkness, but you can come out of it. And so that's the good news, mm-hmm. man. You don't have to stay in the condition you're in, but identify for what it is. Yes, that is sin, but you don't have to stay in it, you know. That is bondage, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. don't have to stay in it. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's powerful, man. And 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 we ha- we have to show people a way out. And sometimes we have to get in there and help them out. You know, right. and and, that, and that's that's the that's the hard thing to do. It's easy to preach a gospel that you're not willing to help someone. You know, it's that's easy right. to stand on a lofty lofty pulpit and preach down to people, but it's more difficult mm-hmm. to get down in there and preach with them when you see the horrendous conditions that they're living in, when you see the suffering that they're going through, you, when you step outside of your Mercedes Benz and walk through they, uh, their dirty house when they ain't got no money and you're telling them the Lord is calling you to be the head and not the tail, and they don't understand because they don't have the right. reference. That's when you got to right. say, come on, let me, let, come over here. Let's go get you some groceries and fill your refrigerator right. up. You know, because sometimes right. you got to see something, and sometimes you have to be the catalyst that God uses Come to on. bless people in that's your preaching, you know. That's it. That's but you know what? That's hey, it. let me do let me do this right quick. Let me do this station identification. Listen, I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. You're tuned in to Strength from the Lions Den. We are powered by We Inspire Network Radio. I know I need to do a commercial, but this brother is talking so much good stuff, I ain't even want to break. So there we go. Hey, I want to thank everyone who's listening tonight. Thank you for the people that called in for Mike. We appreciate you. Mike, let's keep on going. We're in our last uh, last phase of the show. Man, it went by so quickly. What the world? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Mike, let, let's address the division, the division that we see in the church. Is it just is it just Satan, or is it that, you know, we just want to, like you said, do our own thing? It, it's flesh. You know, we, 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 we try to blame Satan for a lot of stuff, but a lot of stuff just, just flesh, just people, and just mm-hmm. carnality. You know, people, I, I keep going back to this, but when you're not submitted to the rule of God, you try to establish your own rule, you know. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they try to take the kind of the uh, approach, a secular approach into the into the church, you know, where mm-hmm. remember when he told the disciples, he said they was arguing who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom. He's like, whoa, oh, dude, man, come on. that's the wrong mindset. It's not, no, the greatest among you is the servant. You know, this the kingdom is different, you know, but people are trying to take a secular mm-hmm. mindset into the church, and they're jockeying for positions, and it's, and it's rivalries and, and competition and, and trying to outdo this mm-hmm. person and stuff like that, and it's not of God. It's flesh. And, and, and I think James said, where comes war and lesson? Is it not uh, y'all remember y'all eating each other up? <laughs> That's not the devil mm-hmm. of you as flesh that ain't surrendered to God. Man, we, so, yeah, the problem. Brother, we, we've seen it. I've seen it so many times. You 46, 47, maybe 50 years old, and you're a leader in corporate America. You're a leader in the world, and then you get saved. You've been saved for two years, and you come uh-huh. into the church with your credentials and lofty uh, mm-hmm. understandings and wisdom mm-hmm. of the world, and you come into mm-hmm. the church, and you're trying to apply those uh, those natural uh, principles to Right. Spiritual conditions. Now I ain't talking mm-hmm. about you trying to teach this church how to pay their bills so that the lights can right. get cut, stop getting cut off. I ain't talking about that. Right. Uh, that, that. We need that. But I'm talking about right. when you're trying to apply uh, natural rules to spiritual matters. God said right. that's not going right. to work. You know, no, that's where you fall right. in the error. This brother been that's saved right. three years. I don't care if he's a corporate management or what. He. Mm-hmm. If the Lord hasn't downloaded ending the revelation mm-hmm. for him to operate mm-hmm. in a sector within the kingdom mm-hmm. or the ministry or the house, right. then come you on, as the on. leader of the set person cannot allow that to happen. You're going to break That's some right. people's hearts and hurt some folks, you know? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the thing where it has to be people and leaders who are submitted to the spirit and the voice of the spirit. And, so, and even mm-hmm. if it goes against the consensus, you know, and I don't care if none mm-hmm. of y'all agree. This is what the spirits say. Say this person, you know, Boy. they not ready or or to choose this or to mm-hmm. not allow that, you know. But if if people who su- surrender to the will of man, they become people pleasers, and then they dance to the mm-hmm. the flute mm-hmm. or the music of who who who's mm-hmm. out there, and that, and that can't happen. Yeah, that that's it, man. That, that's a lot of understanding that need to take place in that area. Well, let's look at it. Is there a difference between the church, the kingdom of God, 
and the body of Christ because you hear people, a lot of people are saying, well, it's the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. But then you still got the remnant, you still got the church, but then you hear the body of Christ. Uh, are we separating those three entities or are we failing to look at the uh, the oneness in them, in them all? I think with with that, I think people are failing to look at the the, the oneness that is all mm-hmm. actually connected. You know that mm-hmm. the um, mm-hmm. like I said before, I mentioned earlier with the terms, you have to define them. Go back to the origin of because when we think of church, what we think of a building with a with a yeah. you know, wall, the yes, steeple on and stuff. But that's not the Harmon the Harmon organ. Come on, right, right with the organ, Sunday <laughs> offering. That's when the Bible says church. That's not what it had in mind. That's not what the Holy Spirit had in mind. The word for church in the Greek is ecclesia, and 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 like I said, mm-hmm. ecclesia means uh, ek mean out, and kaleo mean call. So it means to call that one. So we're well, talking about that ecclesia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the called out ones, and so Israel, just like Israel, Israel was the ecclesia, it was the church. They were the called out, mm-hmm. and so the mm-hmm. ones that's called out. If you look at that term, it was like a governmental body, you know, and so mm-hmm. the governmental body would represent the people, you know. It, it's like it's kind of like us with senators. We don't go directly to the president. We have a senator that represents us, you know, the state mm-hmm. of Georgia. That's what mm-hmm. God intended. It was like a governmental body when he was talking to Peter. He said, upon this rock I built my church, my ecclesia, mm-hmm. I called out one. My assembly mm-hmm. that represent for the rest of the people that would be a priest to me for their families and for their communities. That's what he intended mm-hmm. for the church mm-hmm. to be. But the church, mm-hmm. it was like you said before, lost in translation. And now that the people just seek to go into a building and they're missing the whole purpose of it. Why he called us to well, church? Well, bro- why he called us to church? Well, well, brother, brother Mike, you said it in the beginning. We we don't we don't know our purpose. We don't understand right. when we, we when we who are filled with the Holy Ghost when we walk into uh, a atmosphere we shift it. I'm talking about when we walk into right. an atmosphere of a, a secular arena and you feel with God, you just brought the kingdom of God on the set on. and the atmosphere immediately shifts because we are verily, verily men and we're verily, verily God. We have, have divine promises whereby we're partakers of God's grace, of God's divinity. Not that we're God's, we're fallible. We're, we, we're right. in these fleshly bodies, but at right. the same time, we are, are joined and connected to him. So when we walk on That's the right. scene, something happens in the atmosphere. And if you're Come conscious on. of it, you can see demons running. You can see people getting up leaving. You can see folks Come looking on. at you funny. You can see folks who were feeling bad start feeling good. Not because you're so That's great, right. but because the greater one is in you, man. You brought the kingdom on the street. Amen. Amen. That you you said you hit it right on the head. The kingdom is 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 the active dynamic exercise of God's rule, authority, and dominion in the world. So like you say, well you said that you said, well you said a mouthful. You said the active dynamic exercise of God's rule. Man, like, that's something there. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's what. That's exactly what it is. When He created Adam, He wasn't out here interfering. He say he, the Bible saying Psalms that the heavens, even the highest heavens, belong to the Lord, but the earth He's given to men. So He gave Adam authority. He didn't name the animals. Mm-hmm. He say whatever you call it, Adam, is what it is. You call it a monkey, that's a monkey. You call it a giraffe, that's a giraffe. He gave man authority on the earth. Man surrendered his authority, mm-hmm. but some is reestablishing, giving man back his authority, the, the exercising mm-hmm. and, and expanding the rule of God through man. That was God's plan, and that's why he saved it. Brother Mike, I, I got to uh... – I got to do a side note on that. When you talked about Adam naming things because of the authority, and that's what we have mm-hmm. to take look at our lives, and we have to begin right. to rename. We got to rename some things in our Come lives. On. We got to rename some things. You look at how when transition took place in certain people's lives, a name change took place, and sometimes we have to look around our lives and begin to rename some situations, some circumstances, right. even some people. Right. We got to rename them. I used to call this person <laughs> friend, but because of some activities, I can't. I got to rename them. I got to move them to uh, associate because friend is too strong a word for the things that they're doing. They're, they're not yeah. representing friend or what I Come call on. this thing here beautiful, but guess what? It's Come no on. longer beautiful, so I got to rename that because it's, it's nature 
scripture is not depicting what it's being called. And that and, and God has given us the you know, change yeah. something. We're saying, God do it, God do it. God said, You do it. The word is mighty, it is in your mouth. Brother Mike, so man, you you boy, well you man, you got me preaching on the phone. I'm but we supposed I'm supposed to be interviewing you. Man, I thank God for you. This was um, yes, sir. this was good. What uh, my what movement do you see for the church? If, if any, what next move do you see? You know how how different movements d- different movements have sprung up. You know the uh, holiness, uh, what charismatic, what that Toronto thing, the uh, promise yeah. keepers. All kind oh, of yeah, movements yeah. have come up. What we had the word movement when all the teachers was on the on the scene. What what uh, do you see? I, I believe I believe this last movement is going to be like the one of the final movements. You know, I know the Spirit of God was dealing with me very heavily about what you talked about earlier about the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I just believe that God is about to bring His people into the fullness and the manifestation of of who they are in Him. You know, I know in Joel, Joel mm-hmm. where He say He'll pour out a Spirit on all flesh. You know, and that the People would prophesy and that the old man would dream mm-hmm. dreams that the spirit of God accomplishes it, not not by power, not by might, but by the spirit. He's going to pour out a spirit, and there's going to be manifestations. There's going to be uh, unusual grace and, and favor on the, on the people of God because I believe he wants to make a distinction in these last days where it will be darkness in Egypt, but it will be light in Goshen. You know, it will be darkness go ahead. in Egypt. Light and Goshen. It'll be a distinction, and you, and the people will look and say, "Those are people of God. They they're in the mm. middle of famine, but they they eating. <laughs> they blessed. Come on now. Come different. on. I think that's what God is doing in these last days, definitely. Mm. You know what? I I, I I concur with that because I believe a uh a, a revelation rapture is about to take place. Where there's going to be a rapture, not necessarily the body rapture or the believers rapture in the sense of the true rapture, but there's going to be a revelation rapture where some are going to get caught up into a revelation that's God sent. And while some will disbelieve and deny, there are going to be others who are tuned in with God who's, who's going to say, Absolutely. you know what, this is what God is saying and doing because we mm-hmm. all got raptured up in the same mm-hmm. spirit, in Come the on. same understanding. Just like when Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up in his train, yes. filled my temple. And after God yes. dealt with him, he said, who shall I send? I said, here my Lord, send me. Right. That's right. Brother, That's right. brother That's before right. before we get off the air, there's someone who wants to know how to get right with God or how to get their life in order. If you can take these last couple of minutes and just speak to them, brother Mike. Go right ahead, man. Okay, I just want to I just want to speak to all the <clears throat> listeners. Anybody who is thinking about getting right with God, first of all, what you have to acknowledge is is nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to justify yourself. You know, I know some people make resolutions. Well, you know, when I get to this place, so I, it's, it's nothing you can do. The only thing you can do is just, the Bible says repent. Repent means change your mind. Change, change your mind, your outlook on, on things on your life. Realize that in your own strength, you never could do it, that it takes the power of the Spirit of God. And just start to say, say, Lord, say, I need you. Not, not just that I want you, but but I I need you. Without you, I can't do it. And then allow the Spirit of God to change you. You know, when you come before the face of God, his Spirit will transform you. His Spirit will change your desires. His Spirit will change your nature. You'll start to want the things of God, and he'll give you the power to perform them. So just understand a complete dependence upon his Spirit and just the denouncing the things that are not like him. And just as you, the Bible Amen. says you draw not to God, he'll draw not to you. He'll draw so not to you. That's right. To God in your own way, right where you're at, and watch him start to manifest and show itself to you. Amen. Well, Brother Mike, we just thank God for you being on the show tonight. You've been truly a blessing there, brother, truly a blessing. Likewise, Apostle, and I appreciate you having me. God bless you. Definitely. Amen. Hey, this ain't, this ain't, it's the first time, but it won't be the last. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. 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 Hey, hey, to all my, to all, amen. To all our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Strength from the Lions Den. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. And guess what? I will see you next Wednesday when I'm going to be talking to some powerful young people, not young in heart, but young in age and smart. We're going to talk about <laughs> generational gaps 
And they talking about yeah, fans right. just don't understand. All right? I'll yeah, see y'all right. next Wednesday. God bless you, and have a wonderful night.